problems. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 85. 85, 85, man alive. A very special episode as it is the last episode that you're going to be recording in Kami, California. Woo! This is quite true. Yes, yes, the last one. You feel bad. You're like, you haven't any, any second thoughts. I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Like I tell everybody, I'll I'll miss the weather, you know, a little bit of the scenery and, uh, you know, a couple, few select people. That's it. Adios. So yeah, there's the weather would be nice, but yeah, the insanity runs too high. There are other places where the weather's not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my intention now is to kind of, uh, run from bad weather and hopefully i'll be able to do that so we'll see we'll I'll give do, it a shot yeah you need to get like an airstream you could do the adam curry thing just be moving around all the time there you go gypsy life exactly That's, yeah there's a lot <laughs> less in taxes that way although now with the roads and stuff i saw and i think we all saw this one coming where oh people aren't driving enough so we're gonna start thinking about taxing them per mile so that's gonna oh, be the sure. next thing Yes, of course. Which is again, watch the watch the price of any like pre nineteen ninety. When did they start putting those fucking computer uh, sockets? Was it ninety ninety four? I think that was about it. Um, with all this bullshit, right? The OBD readers and OBD uh, readers, which I fucking despise. And um, yeah, so anything pre that that basically runs, you know, it's going to get very valuable all of a sudden. I think anyway. Otherwise, they're going to make you, although the sad thing is they'll make you take your car like they do now for the air quality readings. Mm-hmm. They'll make yeah. you, you, know, you have to just bring your car in once a year. If you don't bring your car in so we know how much to tax you, we have to right. read your odometer. Yeah. That's why you just take a sledgehammer to the odometer. Then it will be illegal not to have a working odometer. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. But we normally yeah. give the, the, uh, the Hey Jackass rating for chicago on these shows because we normally record on monday today a little different we're recording on sunday but still up to this point like 20 hours ago which is when this report came from already 10 shot too fatally so well the weekend was barely gotten started 20 hours ago wow i know so this this is going to be a hell of this is going to be a a a banner weekend i think right it is warm i mean it's uh in the mid 80s now was hitting in the 90s yesterday so the hotter it gets the more these things go up 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 there was a case which made national news of a woman that had her 14 year old shoot somebody at a restaurant that she was having an argument with yes i read about that wow i'm like that's called bad parenting <laughs> i mean wow yeah i know we talk about bad parenting but that was it i mean both of their lives are totally screwed up at this point 
But I guess there was also some woman that was laughing at her while she was having the argument with the guy that her son shot. And then she told the son to shoot the woman, too. And he was just like, nope. No, I'm done. It's one for today, mom. Right. (laughs) That's all you get, mom. Only one free killing on the day. There are limits to uh, man. Oh, man. It's it's, it's it's the guns. It's the guns. Right. It's nothing at all beyond that. It's just the guns. If the guns didn't exist, nobody would be violent towards each other. Yes. And if we could just teach them not to shoot themselves, you know, those autonomous AI operated guns, we'd be in paradise. So, or maybe that's what we need. And I, the AI guns scare me because they're not that there's AI in them, but the more uh, technological guns. I mean, there are a few of them out there now that if it doesn't recognize the fingerprint, I mean, everybody knows with your phones, although some uh, are getting away from it now. The little fingerprint readers are basically a uh, a trigger. You know, at least that's how it is on the side of my Samsung. It's a long, thin reader. Okay. And that's what I believe is in the trigger of these guns that if it doesn't like the fingerprint, it will not pull back. But this is not the kind of thing that I want to have to worry about hitting it just right if somebody's attacking me. No, you don't. Or if like somebody's got a Rambo knife to your throat. And you tell the wife, hey, shoot this son of a bitch. And she picks it up and it's sorry, wrong fingerprint. Right. Right. Can't happen. It's terrible. All this shit is so awful. It really is. It's terrible. Yeah, it's the government. It's the government. Got to stop the government. Get rid of the government. Government, government, government. Got to go. Got to (laughs) go. I sound like Rain Man, don't I? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the good old days, people actually took responsibility for themselves and you don't have that now. No, that's over. Everybody's a victim. Everybody. In fact, my accountant many years ago said to me when I had my first book come out, I went to see him at tax time. He goes, Bobilla, I got a book title for you. And I said, what is it? He said, you are a victim. And that was a long time ago. And he was right. (laughs) It's a great idea. You were a victim. But see, people embrace that now. Back 10, 20 years ago, they're like, I don't want to be a victim today. It's like everybody wants to be. Everybody's a victim. Everyone. Well, yeah, get a big paycheck. Yeah. You're a victim. You slip and fall at the grocery store. Hey. Big money yeah. coming. Somebody looks at you dirty. You're a victim. It's a microaggression. Yeah. It's the way the mentality has changed. Then again, the mentality is now you don't want to work. People want to work from home, whatever that means for a lot of these. I'd like more and more stories coming out. And there was one for a guy who paid off his family's mortgage and everything else that he was going to take a new job. And he was a network administrator. So the tech guys sometimes have the cushy jobs. And when he was about to change the job, I guess one of his friends was like, well, how much work do you do at your current job? And the guy's like, "Ah, that's pretty easy. I mean, I really only do like five, 10 hours of real work every week. He's like, well, then don't quit. Just take the next job. Yeah. So he took the next one. And I guess the two of those combined wasn't that much. So he took a third and was making like 380,000 a year for doing whatever he was doing for three different companies. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's winning. And that's what nobody sees as one of the downfalls. Now, if you make somebody, if you make that network guy walk into the office, even if he's not doing much work, he's at least sitting in your office and he can't be working for somebody else. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, when I was a uh, suit, I there were many ways to get around that shit. And um, what I used to do was I would keep a spare sport jacket 
um, like stuffed in a drawer and they would, they would be what they call bed check. You know, it's always like if you worked late, you were considered a hero or you'd get a better bonus, whatever. And, you know, somebody like the, the, the top guy would always kind of stroll around the perimeter at, uh, you know, six o'clock to see who was still there grinding away. So what I, I got hip to this pretty fast. And so I just put this sport jacket around the back of my chair and like, uh, you know, leave, leave the light on and something else. So he'd walk by, I figure, oh, he's taking a leak, you know, whatever. So worked pretty good. That was enough. So it's the George Costanza bit. But did George do that in this, in the show? Okay. In, in Seinfeld, it was, uh, where he left his car at work uh, and he asked, I think he asked somebody to go pick it up, probably Jerry or something, but then they couldn't pick it up for some reason. Yeah. But as everybody came in first thing in the morning, they're like, oh, George is already here as they were the last one leaving at night. Wow. George is still working. Yeah. What a hard guy. Hard worker. Yeah. These are the kind of tricks people need to pick up to Mm -hmm. help themselves make a little bit more money in these troubling times. Well, I guess my, my kids have taken so many now there's so many um, tests and so forth that you take online and somehow they have a way of tracking you to see if you're like still in front of the, the, uh, the screen, whatever. And I guess there's like software that fools it that'll like move the mouse around and sort of whatever. So there's always, there's always a workaround. It's like, you know, there's not, there isn't a safe that can't be cracked. Right. <laughs> so all this shit, they think, they think they've got it, you know, knocked, but they don't, there's guys are always going to figure a way to foil their, uh, their surveillance. So. Well, they have some that make you have the webcam on, which is just creepy, but very creepy. Yeah, I kind of get it with those. It's like then make sure that that machine is only used while you're working and then otherwise put that away under the bed or something like that. Yeah. But there are some companies that are so technologically advanced that they figured out how to detect the mouse movers that are Mm. software based. No shit. So people have created physical mouse movers that you just put over the mouse that will move it physically. I love it. Which then can't be picked up as a program. Cause I guess, you know, if the program's on your yeah. machine, right. You can do a search like, well, does this exist? And if it does, they're like, no, no, no. So uh, you're essentially your mouse encased in a Roomba, right? <laughs> just move it around. <laughs> and if that's really enough that all, to prove that you're working is just you have to move the mouse every now and then yeah it doesn't say much i wonder what these folks are getting hired to do when that's the uh when that's the bar and i know a lot of this for people that do things that are returning emails writing text copy of course now you have the chat gpt and other ais in order to uh make this a lot faster yeah so it's going into a whole new theory, which again, uh, I say, make people come in to do their job. But as you said, there's ways to get around that as well. Just get a human analog and yeah, nobody will ever pay attention. <laughs> nobody will pay attention. <laughs> now I grabbed this clip from uh, Piers Morgan, which I guess is he on? Uh, he must be because this was a Sky News clip, but it was Piers Morgan. I'm like, is he on Sky News now? Hmm. I was intrigued by that. I don't know if he's a full-time okay. thing, if he was like sitting in for somebody. And even though this wasn't the the best audio because they, for some, well, I understand why they voice changed the audio because it was children and their teacher. Although the 
unadulterated audio is everywhere and everybody's probably already heard it for mm-hmm. the the students that were berated by their teacher in the UK, I believe uh, grade eight. So I think it was like 12, 13 years old because one of the students identified as a cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this is going all over and this is a longer clip, but I kind of liked how Piers Morgan covered this one. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. It wasn't so long ago that when teachers asked children what they want to be, they meant what profession. Now they're asking them which animal, object or beast they may identify as and tailoring their lessons accordingly. This isn't satire. It's a genuine story. It's true. It's going on in schools up and down the country. And for those of us who have warned for years about the inevitable consequence of limitless self-identity, it sadly won't come as a surprise. But it is shocking. This story begins with a video that circulated yesterday of a teacher in England scolding two pupils for refusing to accept that one of their classmates identified as a cat. Now, before the audio on this, I liked what he called. I don't know if anybody else has used that term, limitless self-identification. Uh, it's a good term. I like that. Or the, oh, well, what are you? Well, you were a boy or a girl. No, I'm one of 14,000 things in between, or now I'm not even human. And allowing people to do that, especially children, to be like, well, what what are you? I mean, it just seems so very weird. You can never go up to one of your kids like, hmm, what are you? Be like, fuck if I know. Really? And they're talking about the uh, somebody that identified as a cat and the child is telling the teacher that, yes, they believe anybody identifying as a cat is yeah. mentally unwell. And of course, that's not going to go over well in this. Well, look, are any identifying as inanimate objects? Are people doing that? Or is it always some some animal or plants? Really? Does anybody decide they're a fern or a asparagus or what about that? <laughs> I think they should. That w- Couldn't you get out of homework that way? Maybe, you know, come to think of it, this is not that new. If I'm not mistaken, um, Prince Charles, now King Charlie, excuse me. Um, when he was um, two-timing Lady Di with Camilla Sparve, there was a tape recording of him, of him telling somebody that he wanted to be her tampon. So that's a different <laughs> kind of identification, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And a, a mental image <laughs> nobody needed right now. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> well, it is Sunday, so. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> They're not hearing it until Monday, so only I get yeah. it on Sunday. Okay. There you go. You'll have to suffer. That's yes. what partners do. <laughs> Thank you. questioning their identity. I wasn't a questioner. I was just saying about the gender. I haven't said anything about them. Where did you get this idea from? There's only two genders. Gender is not linked to do with the... Not linked Stop. I can't understand what the fuck that guy's saying. What yeah. is he saying? This is the problem with the... Um, like slowing this down or whatever they're doing. There's only two genders is what the kid's saying. And the teacher is about to uh, berate him for that. Gender is about how you identify. I heard that. Yeah. There is actually three large possessions because she can be born intersex. She can be born with male and female body parts or hormones. In terms of gender, there are lots of genders. If you have a plan, you a But you identify with the gender. Of the sexual organ that you're born with, yeah. or you're weird. That's yeah. basically what you're saying, yeah. which is really despicable. 
It's despicable. It's despicable. To identify as the gender you were born. Is there any video of this uh, asshat speaking? I believe so, but I have not seen it. If that is, uh, if that is out there. Somehow I see, as I hear this, I see the face of Peter Hotez, who I know is not British, but that's just the face I see. (laughs) And I don't, again, I don't know why they decided. I mean, the audio was bad to begin with because it was like a cell phone recorded. But then when you try to disguise the voices, even though. Yeah. It's everywhere else out there, but okay, I guess I'll give them credit for trying to protect children from being identified, but it seems like these children, they really wouldn't mind because they're the ones standing up to the teacher. Good for them. Despicable. So at the age of 13, those students who were wise enough to express honestly held opinion, which is one most people in the world would share, well, for that, their own teacher says they're despicable. And if they hold that view, they should go to a different school. That view being that girls have vaginas and boys have penises. That's so despicable, they would have to leave the school. I think what's despicable in that exchange is what that teacher said. The Daily Telegraph that they followed up were interviewing pupils of schools across the United Kingdom for a major investigation. It read like a farce, like they made it up. But it was actually true. They came up with all sorts of examples from all over the country that looked like we were living on, frankly, a different planet to the one that most of us think we're living on. Which makes sense because some of the kids they write about are identifying as alien life forms literally on a different planet. They say the children in high schools are being allowed to self-identity as cats, horses, dinosaurs, even a moon, not the moon, a moon. And they're deadly serious about this. Often this causes disruption in lessons, the Telegraph reported, because in some cases they'll only communicate in animal noises. Okay, now this I want video of too. <laughs> I mean, why didn't I think of this shit when I was in high school? Really? Uh huh. What's the answer to the uh, this uh, chemistry problem? Just go. You, you've, you've mentioned the thing. Uh, I think last show, some for some reason, you mentioned the uh, Kitty Fisher Price toy speak and spell. Right. right? Okay. Um, I can remember, uh, I mean, it wasn't in my, uh, my age bracket, but I think my nephew or something had a thing similar to that. It was like a kind of a, you know, about the same size as a speak and spell and you'd pull a string and this thing would whiz around and the, the needle, the pointer would land on a cow or a chicken, right. and a cat, a dog, and they you had know, reasonably decent non-digital effects. You'd hear, boo, boo, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. So it'd be great to get one of those and just walk around and just talk using that just pulling that string and well obviously it would be hateful you can't tell the student they can't identify as a horse or a cow or a so i mean that would really again if you didn't do your homework and they ask you a question you how would they know you're wrong you'd just be like well they don't understand cow yeah there you go but they understand cow farts right now it's destroying the planet so they're Hey, they're trying to push soy-based tires now. I told people this a long time ago. The minute the electric car started getting a little bit of traction, really? the first thing that came out was, oh, well, you know what? It turns out, you know what even puts off more pollutants than the engines? The tires. Wow. So so soy, you can make a tire out of soy? I, I don't think very well. How does it? <laughs> I don't well, know. It, what does it taste like? Right. Because I... <laughs> Maybe that's it. If you get really hungry, you could just pull your yeah. tire off, have a little snack, cut a little piece off. If you get stuck in the desert, just cut your tire yeah. into pieces and mm, fry it up on mm. the engine. 
Yeah. I can see a tire, a Tesla rolling on soy tires on that uh, bridge Biden's building across the Pacific to uh, right. India. Right. I can, I can see that right now, very clearly. I want that construction bid right there. So do I. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. You want to yeah. build that bridge. Oh, yes. <laughs> Joey doesn't quite understand uh, what's going on, uh, but that yeah. doesn't surprise anybody. And I was kind of disappointed because we need a brand new HVAC. We need a new. Oh, no. Well, we knew it was going out. They tried to the guy tried to fix it last year by putting a leak sealant in it, and that didn't yeah. work. So it's time for a new one. But yeah. now that Commonwealth Edison, the people that give us our electricity here in the Chicago area, they do rebates for all sorts of crazy stuff. I think I've mentioned that you could buy like two or three air purifiers a year and they'll give you money back on them. Hmm. Well, they no longer do the whole house condenser air conditioner, the old school. They don't do rebates on those anymore, even if they are the energy efficient models, because they're only focusing now on heat pumps which really yeah those are kind of yeah i've had heat pumps and they're like yeah they're not air conditioning no and they don't do a great job from what i understand with the air conditioning and they really don't even do a great job of heating if you live in an area like chicago where it could dip down to like 80 below fahrenheit very true yes but you know it's way more energy efficient, so that's the only important thing. Your that's all that matters. Yeah, your well being, your health. Yeah, nothing. As yeah. long in as Florida, it's- they call them in Florida, they call them swamp coolers. I think, and then in you know cold land, it's heat pumps. Yes, yes. It doesn't make sense, but this is where we're going. And for me, it's kind of scary. It's like, well, I'm glad we're getting this in because then we should get. You know, all things considered, hopefully 15 years or so out of the unit. Because mm-hmm. I'm wondering in 15 years if you're going to even be able to get another normal air conditioner like we have now, or if it's going to be only that you have to have heat pumps. Well, no, if you if you work for the federal government, you'll get a regular air conditioner. Oh, so, okay. Everybody else just get, take a face cloth and wet it and you know, put it over your mug and be happy with that. I need to get a government job then. We all do. Well, someday we all, there will be no jobs other than government should be too, really. It's almost at that now. There's basically, there's Amazon and the federal government. That's it. Living the dream. Yeah. Hey, so uh, somebody, you're talking about those AC, HVAC things. When when I was uh, selling my house, some chooch asked me, how many tons is that unit? And I couldn't remember, what the fuck, uh, what is, school me on that if you if you can, the, the ton, ton rating for, uh, you know, AC. I don't even know exactly know. what those numbers are. I mean, I okay. I believe for like the homes in these areas, I think it's like a two ton or something like that. But but, uh, but I mean, like, how do they even come up with that number? It's it's surely not the weight of the unit. I mean, what is what does that mean? I I should look that up. Yeah, I'm not I sure was, how that rating. Shame goes. on me trying to use you as Google. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, you're such look- a tech. You're such a Ben Tech guy, and you're knee deep. But maybe maybe that's old nomenclature. Maybe maybe this guy was this guy was pretty well up there maybe they don't call them rate them that way anymore maybe it's not by tons i don't know i mean we know they got a sear rating which is an s-e-e-r which i have no idea what it is i mean i know like the smaller individual units have a uh a rating for how much they can you know btus what they put out btus i get yeah and the sear thing so that's is is your is your unit psychic how clairvoyant it is i think so okay but this is why we've just got a guy that is you know is a friend of a friend who is a retired HVAC guy 
And I'm like, well, what do we need? Can what can you get it for and put it in for? And you know, he was the one that told me when he was working a few not a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago, that it was so bad that the units were all basically coming out of one warehouse, all coming out of one manufacturer. He's like, well, there were three major brands. And he's like, it was so bad at one point that each of the compressor units was just shipping with a little bag in it that had the three nameplates. And depending on which one people bought, that's how the installer just or the people they're buying it from put the nameplate on. So, oh, you bought a no uh, shit. Uh huh. You bought a carrier. Okay, here's the carrier one. Oh, you yeah. bought a train. Oh, we'll put the train one on. Fetters. I used to be a big name. Yeah. Wow. But he's like, that's really the only difference. And he, the, the two units he got me prices on were like six hundred bucks apart. And I'm like, well, really, what's the difference between the two when it comes down to reliability and all that? He's like, eh, none really. They've got uh, the same yeah. warranties. Like the cheaper one might be a little louder that was yeah and i'm like well it's way on the other side of the house so i'm not going to hear it anyway so <laughs> let the neighbors listen to it <laughs> right as long as it works that's really really all yeah. i'm worried about good for you so you'll have a nice cool summer i hope so I, I, again we know this one he just once it stops working you throw a bunch of the uh the happy juice inside of it mm-hmm. which otherwise would have been the way to go if they don't you know, they haven't gone that down that route of making this stuff so hard to get, so expensive. Yeah. It used to be you could do a recharge of these units, you know, for a hundred bucks. Yes. And now it's like four hundred. So otherwise, you know, you could just do a recharge twice a year and get a few more years out of it, but no. Mm. It's not what they like. It's again, it's the government. Maybe I can just we- identify as a air conditioner and it would get cooler around me maybe that might well you're a pretty chill guy probably happens naturally i try i'm always I'm always, <laughs> <laughs> probably because it's 65 degrees in here most of the time so you got to be nice and cool <laughs> we can get back to Piers here because he still has some rant in him oh good pupils at schools where children identify as cats complain to the newspaper that classes are dominated by the children because they insist on meowing okay now that is something else i find to be hilarious mm. So I guess the teacher, I guess, is it hateful to tell the cats to shut up because cats are going to do what cat they meow. Check with PETA. I'm sure there's a ruling on that. Could you imagine as a teacher, I would just, I would be out the door so quick if you were trying to teach a class and all the kids all of a sudden are like, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Stop that. We're cats. (laughs) It's beyond belief, man. I mean, when I'm thinking myself in grammar school, if you, you know, two or three times we're talking to the kid next to you. While the teacher was talking, he'd throw you the fuck out of the class for that. Yeah. And now you can sit there and meow and moo and crow as much as you want. It's really unbelievable. This is a complete societal breakdown. You know, I saw somebody do a good uh, Facebook answer to something. It was sort of a, I don't remember the exact issue, but it wasn't too far afield from what we're talking about right now. And this guy, he's actually a very uh, talented screenwriter. And his, his answer to this was, the asteroid can't come soon enough. Yes, and that's that's about that says that sums it up very well. That is the great reset we need, not with the ones exactly. we've been, We exactly. need the great, great that's reset. It. Yeah, that's the answer we need. Go back to square zero. Yep, and see where we go. Yeah, this is not a joke. This is serious. 
One pupil at a state secondary school in Wales said a fellow pupil feels very discriminated against if you do not refer to them as cat self. Telegraph discovered that a pupil at one high school is insisting on being addressed as a dinosaur, another as a horse, one with a cape and wants to be <laughs> a horse. <laughs> I love you. Fuck you yet. love me to go. Right? Barney. That would be even better. That would be a big purple singing dinosaur way better than just going and doing like the Jurassic Park, you know, yeah. or, I mean, the, yeah. the growl. Nice, nice dino. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to pick a dinosaur, why not a friendly one? Dinosaur Jr. I bet you were a fan of that. That's a good you? band. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They make a good noise. Mm-hmm. Acknowledged, like I said, as a moon. Okay. I don't understand the moon. That's a tough one, isn't yes. it? I mean, it's really tough because well, how does the moon sound? I don't know. You know, and even can you put up, I guess somebody could fabricate a, an acrylic moon costume for you, but it really would be tough to do. Yeah. Or you just stand there in silence. Stand in silence. Wax and wane. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, walk past the bathtub and say, watch that tide move. <laughs> that kind of thing. Hey, if you had that yeah. kind of power, yeah, then you may as well identify as a moon. <laughs> The children are allowed to wear items like cat's ears, while other human-identifying children are rebuked for untucked shirts. Well, enough is enough. Wait, wait, wait. They yell at kids for their shirts not being tucked in, but if the kids want to wear cat ears, they can do that. That's just insanity. Well, it's all insanity. That's what he just said. Didn't know that. Would Piers Morgan lie? Yes. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good story. Yeah. Put it this way. What would you feel if I said I'm a cat? Seriously. I do actually feel quite... I'll tell you exactly what I think Piers Morgan is, and I always have. His face, especially his, uh, his jaw, mouth region, definitely he has DNA coursing through his veins from a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> look at him, right? He said that same, the cabbage patches all look like they took a... A really good jab from Mike Tyson, right to the right to the the kisser, and that's the way Pierce looks always has to me. Now you can't unsee that. Good. Why, <laughs> feline? I took in two kittens in January. My first pets I've had since <laughs> I was a teenager. Okay, wait, that was in the audio. I don't know if that was <laughs> that was a good. Hey, if that was Sky News, I like that. I like that too. Uh, two little Burmese kittens called Dennis and Bobby for Arsenal fans, named after Burkamp and Pires. And I frankly now feel like one of them. I feel like I identify as a cat. I snack a lot. I enjoy regular naps. I have higher than average intelligence. I'm curious and inquisitive. I have a natural born predatory instinct when it comes to attacking rivals who attack me. And everywhere I go, people want to stroke my chin and call me cute. So, so yes, I'm a cat. <laughs> But there's one problem. I'm a human, really. I'm not actually a cat. Scientifically and biologically, I'm a human being. Incontrovertibly, it's a fact. Much as I'd like to enjoy the benefits of being a cat, 20 hours naps, no taxes, meals on demand when I cry, I can't because I'm not a cat. Now, if all of this is shocking to you, it's probably because you haven't been paying attention. Most of these teachers are probably trying to do the right thing, terrified of being reported for bigotry for failing to indulge the gender whims of children. And the children themselves have grown up in a world where they're literally taught there are hundreds of genders and anybody can identify as anything they want. But 
they can't. And when something like this happens, society changes so radically and so fast and becomes so ridiculous that it causes complete chaos. And we surely should be questioning this. It cannot simply be the case that minority groups are right. End of question. And anyone who raises questions about it is automatically a bigot or a transphobe. I'm not bigoted or transphobic. But I do think this is insanity. And the next time a child identifies as a, as a cat at school in this country, they should be told that as a mark of deep respect for their new identity, they will be taken out of the classroom, put in a cage with other actual cats who will scratch and bite them all day. They'll be given water and whiskers, tuna chunks for lunch, taken for walks on leads at break time, and must use a litter tray for a toilet, one that won't be changed for several days. Trust me. They'll soon be re-identifying as humans by tea time. He's not wrong. By tea time. <laughs> hmm. All those Brits. When yeah. is tea time? Is that like three in the afternoon or something? I, I forget. I think it's four, but I'm not. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. High he, tea. And I think the point of a lot of this that people miss is what he is pointing out here in that a lot of people see these stories. And go, ah, well, that's just kids being kids. It's like it is changing the fabric of society and these kids grow up to be morons. Yeah. Well, I would disagree with, uh, you know, beer, what he said, we, we need to question this No, because when you question it, you, you validate it. Okay. Just, I would just say, ignore it, dismiss it out of hand, refuse to acknowledge it. That's how to handle it. I do like to throw the kids in cages a bit though. That seems to be the perfect way to go. <laughs> you, you and Trump kids in cages, <laughs> <laughs> except it wasn't Trump. It was that other was guy Obama. before him. Yeah, of course it was. Yes, it was <laughs> like, but nobody, Oh no, wait, that that can't be true. No, oh, Trump built Barry. the cages just like Trump took the documents. Oh yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Don't pay any attention to anything else going on. No, Now I did find a guy who was ranting which I found to be funny because he is a, a liberal and this is his delivery. And I'm like, one, do people subscribe to this and actually want to see more of this? Or I, I just can't figure out uh, beyond somebody like us taking this to make fun of him where this is entertaining. Okay. But uh, you can let me know what you think. I'd like to address yet another goddamn fucking stupid Republican talking point that is destroying our world about climate change. But before I do, I want to address my own caustic attitude and tone. I don't like it. I don't like talking like this. I don't like being like this. In person, I prefer to see the best in people and relate to people through common humanity, even when we disagree. But... These devices and these platforms are being used by radical Republicans to destroy and undermine our democracy and environment. So I am going to spit truth right back at them. Okay, I'm going to stop that for a minute and be. Is that Alex Stein? No, I don't no? It sound like oh, okay. it, Alex Stein. Yeah, it does. But yeah, maybe that's the uh, delivery he's going for. Maybe. Yeah. But I want to know who thinks that overall. It was the Republicans using all of the social media to push their agenda. Mm. I don't think uh, they get a fair shake to do that because up until recently on Twitter, they were all being silenced and even still on Twitter, as you know, as I know. Yes. 
people are being silenced. He will not find that Larry show on Twitter anymore because Big Bad Elon and his minions decided that speaking with hyperbole was a little too much, although your defense wasn't good when you said you weren't speaking in hyperbole about putting heads on fence bows. So to be fair, I mean, if they were going to be like, hey, okay, would you just tell us you were just speaking hyperbolically and then uh, with hyperbole or whatever the word would be, and then we can move on. Yeah. But I that's why I put the, I was looking, I remember one from uh, the audio from Stewie from Family Guy, and the quote was great. It was something like, you know, nothing says obey me like a bloody head on a post. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like well that's family guy so that's okay right twitter but if somebody else echoes right. that same sentiment yeah i still don't understand where people lost the ability to decipher one from the other you know right. again well, yeah yeah people say stuff all the time like i'm gonna kill you mm-hmm. very rarely do those people do it yes but this is where we are. You know, I think it, that all percolated up from uh, you know, that preschool mentality. You can't say that. Don't talk like that. That's not, not, not. But it's really, it's, it's more of the, uh, you know, the erosion of free speech in every way. It just is. And then there are these crazy people who think it's the Republicans abusing that and the Democrats are good. In this case, yes, it is true that the climate does naturally change. 12,000 years ago, the end of the last ice age allowed humans to proliferate through the world. But it's also true that humans affect climate, you fucking morons. It is possible to have a morning and an afternoon. Yes, nature causes wildfires. And it's also true that if you pour gasoline on fires, you make it worse. In the case of the climate, we have 8 billion people on the planet. We have never seen anything like this in the history of humanity. In the last 100 years, we have quadrupled our population. Prior to that, we had never doubled in 100 years. From zero to 1,500, we didn't even double. And that was under 500 million people. All of our Western paradigms, all of our Eastern paradigms, all of our religious paradigms are based on a world that doesn't exist anymore, you fucking idiots. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he still goes out a little bit, but uh, who who is this guy? No, oh, it's know? some guy on TikTok. TikTok. I don't know if I have his did, name here or not, because there's, like, there's like 4,000 different, and this is also a... Uh, a pet peeve of mine because I just grabbed his uh, his TikTok thing here. I don't see his name in his TikTok, but in the yeah. for the title of this particular video that was saved, it is hashtag climate change, hashtag rant, hashtag politics, hashtag liberal, hashtag progressive, hashtag environmentalism, hashtag environment, hashtag global warming. Hashtag population, hashtag Trump, hashtag Gen Z, hashtag save the planet, hashtag Democrat, hashtag vote blue. So that tells you everything you need to know about uh, everything and more. Wow. What this guy's got going on here. And yeah, does, I don't I'm not TikTok uh, conversant. Is there a little uh, tally of his uh, massive following or they don't do that there? There may be, but I don't pay attention. I just grab the video okay. and I run as fast as I can once I'm on TikTok. But yeah. I thought the biggest problem with humanity and the overpopulation of the earth 
was going to be there wouldn't be enough food for everybody. Yeah. I'm not hearing any problems with that. Yeah. And I think his even his uh you know his science is a little off, you know, that that the that only twelve thousand years ago people appeared on Earth. I think we go back a little farther than that, but you know. So. Well, and there and there was a time where there were dinosaurs who I'm guessing put off more gases than humans because they were slightly larger. They were larger, allegedly. But if they actually existed. Some people don't believe dinosaurs existed. I don't know where this guy fits on that. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and this is the uh this is the face of insanity. This is the face of the Democrat Party right now. Mm. We have never seen anything like eight billion humans consuming, using resources, creating waste. We are having a dramatic effect on our own home. When we say environment, it's not some woo-woo liberal thing. It's our fucking house. We depend on it to survive. So no, we don't want to burn it down. Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't give him credit. He seems passionate about what he says. Yeah, he does. But, you know, again, get to the house thing. You know, let's ask him how many um, how many illegal aliens he's uh, sheltering in his house. Well, I think he wants to kill them all because we have we need less people on the planet. That's the only answer. When you start. No, he wouldn't want to kill. He wants to kill you, and me, but not them. <laughs> that's probably very true. Yeah. But that's the issue when you start talking about population being a problem. Well, where are we going to cut this? You're like, we've never seen this before. This is critical. We have 8 billion people on the planet. It's too many. Well, how do we get less? That's an interesting question, right? Vaccines. We got to kill off somebody, right? Or you have to sterilize. (laughs) Vaccines certainly could do it. A a random virus being released could certainly do it. Sure. Especially if they're working on viruses as they appear maybe are that are targeting certain genetic dispositions Fascinating, i mean isn't it? Yeah. yeah well i mean even with the with the covid virus the fact that my wife never had it dad never had it it's like that's very strange that some people just doesn't affect them your podcasting partner never had it true there's a lot of people who have, I would think, would have been more than exposed a little bit, as you said, with your wife having it while you were on a, in a car on a trip. In a, in a car for you know, about three days. So how about that? But were yeah. you wearing a full gas mask kind of? A- oh, I, yeah, I had a hazmat suit <laughs> That's on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you may see some of those people before you exit California. Oh, are, what do you mean before? They're everywhere. I'm telling you, man, they are everywhere. It's just, it's just mind-blowing. And, and, and so many of them now, it's just, they're using them. It looks like some type of, uh, you know, goiter sling, you know, it's, it's just, it's looped around the ears, but hanging under their chin. And, uh, it's just insane, man. It really is. And it's still going on, which is the weirdness of it. Yeah. It's like, why? I mean, we went into the uh, local comic book store here the other day. We haven't been in a while. and. I mean, mainly because we really kind of lost the interest in buying comic books because they're up to like, you know, six bucks a piece and it still takes you like all of four minutes to read one. Mm-hmm. But they still had up the plexiglass around the little where you pay area. Right. And I'm like, that's just a little too far for me. That's yeah. 
that's not customer friendly. That's uh, it's like if you're afraid of people, you probably shouldn't be running a store. Sure. But uh, I mean, I get it. People people have they have a very unreasonable look on society. People are cats and there's killer viruses and who knows where you go from there. Now, (laughs) Now, I see you got a couple of different Scott Lobito clips that always gets people going. I do. And um, um, one is, I think, called uh, Scott's three for one, which which may be Scott's finest effort. It's just amazing. Uh, he's he's really he's he's got the uh, the needle on the app uh, or the dial on the app set to 11 Whoa. on that one. <clears throat> and then what's the title of the other one? I, I well, Scott on windmills. Scott on windmills. You know, so maybe since the other one is really kind of the nuclear option, maybe we should ease into that and start first <laughs> with Scott on Scott on windmills, which is pretty pretty fun yeah scotty on windmills it looks like this may be just in the left channel but i think we can fix that in uh, post-production every once in a while uncle scotty needs to throw in a visually stimulating a simple lesson to the fucking assholes out there shall we here we have an image of offshore windmills put that right there here we have a picture of dead whales washing up all over the East Coast. And we'll put that right there. Are they connected? And finally, yeah. here we have a picture of an asshole. An asshole. We're going to put them all up. Okay, wait, wait. Who is the picture of the asshole? I have to know. Well, the picture of the asshole is actually, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a split screen, split horizontally. And the top uh, part is a, a, a jackass's ass. Okay. And the, the lower part looks like a golf hole thing where, you know, where a golf ball would go. I thought That's maybe it was like Alvin Bragg or somebody like that. that That's what I was hoping, you know, <laughs> Joey or, yeah. or Jack Smith, you know. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's really funny. Like, Scott, you know, the guy, the guy he absolutely outclasses me on the profanity. Yet it, with his drawings, he tries to, like, maintain some some decorum to make it PG. <laughs> He's a very funny guy. We love Scott. Education board here. Now, assholes are the people that think they're putting hundreds, if not thousands of fucking windmills offshore in the ocean that is going to save the environment. This bullshit fucking windmill energy source. Now, here we have dead whales. About 40, 50 of them that we know of have washed up so far in the East Shore. I'm sure there will be hundreds more to come. Now, back to the assholes. The assholes who all they do is scream bloody murder and blow shit up and sink boats in order to save the whales are now killing the whales because they need to put up these bullshit fucking windmills that are fucking up the whales' whole fucking environment. Also, when these windmills die, what do you think? They pack them up and put them in a little suitcase and send them off into space? No, they dismantle them, they fall into the ocean and fuck up everybody's ecosystem in the ocean, thereby not only killing more whales, but all the fucking fishies in the ocean. So, once again, we have a bunch of fucking assholes making believe they know what they're talking about, killing the same thing that they're trying to save in order to piss off us righteous fucking people that see through the bullshit of these fucking assholes. Yeah, windmills are not pure, clean energy. There's a cost. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the, maybe one of the first um, places on earth 
that was more than sprinkled with them, seeded with them, um, is as you drive uh, east to Palm Springs, uh, there's a place called Cabazon, and it's this, it's this immense mountain pass there. And the, the, the mountains out there are very strange, unlike other mountains. Uh, uh, the, the, top, the highest one, I think, is San Gregorio. That's about two miles high. That's a lot of mountain. And they're pure rock. Okay, there's no vegetation on them at all. And unlike most mountain ranges, there are no foothills. So they look like walls. They look like walls with points on them. It's really, it's, it's absolutely another planet. Because of the configuration of these mountains, the wind screams through there at tremendous velocity. You know, I mean, it blows over tractor trailers all the time. It's pretty treacherous shit. So back in, I guess, the early 90s, California decided to salt this entire pass with with windmills and i I think there's about almost four thousand of them (laughs) it's a lot of fucking windmills and you know i'd go out there all the time and i used to one day i had this i had this epiphany you know i'd like to go out and walk among the windmills because you hear this very strange sound of not just the wind but the whine of those turbines which are you know 200 feet above your head the blades there's there's three blades on every one of them each blade weighs a ton, okay? And the blades are probably, oh, I'm going to say, maybe 60 feet long. It's a big fucking blade. And so, but it's a very, it was an otherworldly feeling to be out there. You're watching coyotes run down rabbits and shit because nobody ever goes there. And then I notice as I'm walking through these, these things, about every, you know, two, couple, three rows of them, there's a rusting blade on the floor here, a rusting blade on the floor there. I'm thinking, fuck am i doing here these things they don't have parachutes no <laughs> they, they fall off and they weigh a fucking ton you know? <laughs> yeah when that thing's coming down man yeah. yeah so so i just got the fuck out of there immediately and then i you know, started researching got more curious and so forth and it's a complete bullshit it's a scam they they really don't they generate power but when you when you you know uh, add it all up it's it's a negative uh it's less than a zero sum because the, the amount of, uh, of metal that has to be mined and forged and all the shit and the maintenance, and they're full of oil because they, they have to be oiled periodically, it's, it's complete bullshit. The whole windmill, windmill solution is crap. Well, yeah, there's, as you said, the money has to go there for the materials, and then they have a lifespan. And then what kind of yes. you know, detriment is it for where all that stuff goes? You can't just make it disappear. And yeah. it's bad enough when it's just falling into the desert if it's falling into the ocean that's probably even worse no doubt and no. i would think being off the ocean metal and sea uh, seawater salt water don't normally go together all that well they don't not at all yeah so we put up no. a bunch of windmills wonder what how long they last there as opposed to in the desert right. i would be like oh well maybe they should last longer because you're kind yeah. of being protected from most elements yeah, but even there, I mean, in, in the sea, it's it's killing the whales. But the uh, the the kill ratio of uh, of birds in the desert is enormous. I mean, it's just uh, you see all kinds of corpses of uh, red-tailed hawks and buzzards, and you know, they get clipped by those things, and they're they're down. Well, so when you yeah, look at what percentage of the power that these windmills actually provide to the country as a whole, it's not a lot. It's not. And as you said, once you add all the money into it for having to make the windmills and the labor to put them up and then take them down and replace them, yeah. it's like you're still losing money. 
Absolutely. And clearly you see so many, like you see a, a string of these windmills maybe covering God knows how many acres, I don't know, hundreds of acres, but they, they line them up in rows like corn, you know, cornfields. And maybe there's, uh, I'm going to say, uh, take a, any particular row, maybe there's 20 of them lined up a couple of hundred yards apart each. And in that row of 20, um, maybe only seven or eight of them are turning. Now the fucking wind isn't selectively choosing them to blow on. It means the ones that are not turning need something lubrication or whatever. Right. And then you'll see multiple ones have, have the, the rusting blades are sitting in the ground. They haven't been replaced. So obviously they're not maintaining the fucking things. It's really a joke. Well, and that also means they need a lot of lubrication to keep going because of course. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, then this is a very poorly thought out energy source. It is. It is. It's a scam. But, you know, they raised billions when this thing, I, I think they were kind of cooking this shit up a little before and right around when I got to California in the early 90s and they were floating bond issues and paying, you know, tax free, some pretty robust uh, interest rates. So, you know, besides the asshole contractors that built the things, um, you know, people, I'm sure a lot of people got very wealthy off this shit. But as far as providing power, not so much. <laughs> no. Well, and here with our Commonwealth Edison, the power company who won't give you a rebate on your energy efficient air conditioner, you can get rebates on solar panels. Oh, you can do that. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solar panels in the Chicago area, kids. What a, what a thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know somebody, my buddy's sister that lives out in the Reno, Nevada era area that put on solar panels and it works great out there. Hell yeah. But Chicago? No. no. We have very short days and then we have snow. Yeah. And once snow hits the solar panel, you're not getting any light whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But no, they'll give you money back to get those. They'll give you money back to go get a heat pump, which isn't going to really be an efficient way to heat or cool your home. You got to love like it. You don't tr- sounds like you don't trust your government, Darren. It's no. with you. Of course not. I'm going to report you. <laughs> Is there a number? <laughs> I'll report myself right now. Is there an 800 number I can call? I'm report there. me too while you're at it. I've got, I got shit to do. Just make right. Just make it easier. We'll just make sure. Are we on the list? We want to make sure we're on the list. Yeah. No, it's the one Scott Lobito's on. We should be on that list too. I think we probably are. I really, I think so. I think that's, we are. That's how we know we've made it. Yeah. So now Scott three for one, when you're saying this is like the best, thing that we've heard so far this is raising the bar it is this is this is scott uh, to an exponent and uh he's he's really on fire here and so he he kind of phases in and out of three different topics and i probably well i'll just give a little sneak peek my my favorite i think he he reaches sort of uh uh you know critical mass or 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 thermonuclear uh peak temperature when he gets to chris christie (laughs) well who wouldn't yeah. Lucky you kids today. You get three for one. Now, I smoke cigarettes. Now I know I get, uh, you shouldn't smoke. That's stupid. It's going to kill you. You're stupid. Yeah. And that's usually coming from some fat fuck who eats fried sticks of butter between two pieces of sausage every fucking morning. So fuck Stop. Off. Now, when I heard this, I had to laugh. Because when I was in fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher was. Uh, 500 pounds. Then he had lost about a hundred by then. Okay. 
And this guy would sit in class and do it. I told this to people and nobody ever believes me. And I wonder if maybe Scott knew this guy or maybe, maybe it's an East coast thing. (laughs) Maybe, but this guy, this guy I watched on several occasions, Darren, I watched him. He had this big box next to his desk where he was, he was always grazing, pulling something out of there, you know, to, to munch on, never stopped eating. And I watched, actually watched him take a, a stick of Lando Lake's butter and peel that label, that wrapper no. back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, I used to watch him. He would, he would wash down his sandwiches with like heavy cream, you know, um, you know, like whipping, whatever, you know, the stuff that just, it's so potent. It just comes in like a half pint container. <laughs> <laughs> and then is showing how, how far back this goes. He would, he would chain smoke cool cigarettes. And so he'd eat all this high cholesterol stuff. And, and his chair was actually, he had a specially built chair. It had, if you look beneath it, it was your typical wooden stiff back, you know, New York City teacher school chair behind this desk. But there were, you know, very sturdy metal braces, struts under the thing, right? And so he would have these coughing fits after he'd knock off a pack or two of cools. And one day he went into a coughing fit and it, we thought it was never going to end. Like somebody's going, should we maybe, you know, go get somebody else or call the cops <laughs> or whatever. And I guess it was like, they say you shouldn't, they say that when soldiers march over a bridge, they should break cadence because it can actually destroy the bridge. I don't know if that's a myth, but they're not supposed to march over a bridge. They're supposed to sort of mix it up. I can see that if you're, if you're in lockstep, you might, get a certain frequency moving through the bridge exactly yeah so that i guess that effect was that 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 effect was was working as he was coughing on his steel reinforced chair because after the fucking chair just disintegrated under him and we're looking at him and only his face is showing over the top of the desk like kilroy it was really quite a scene the question is did that stop the coughing it did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See right there there's the answer there's your answer yeah so but now so. i would think with the uh you know with the climate like the other insane guy we heard ranting about eight billion people but a lot less people smoke now in the united states so i mean shouldn't we have healthier air because we should right we were told we for a long time that was a big deal speaking of coughing did that stop the coughing i'll give you another quick story here this is, this is larry's three for one when I was a bartender in this mob bar, I once got this winter cough. Stress. Just you ever get one of those lingering coughs, just won't go away for weeks on end. That's that's what I had. And so there was a guy that used to come into this bar once a month, Dave the Fence, and he had a Footlocker who was tall on wheels, and he would wheel it in there, and he'd open the thing up, and he had fucking Nikon's and cashmere sweaters and Buse watches, all hot, all just come off you know planes at the airport at very reasonable discounts. And so he's doing his business and some of the other guys are buying shit, you know, watches for their girlfriends and whatever. And I'm coughing my head off behind the bar and he stops his pitch and he looks up. He goes, you know what you need for that cough? I said, what? He goes, prune juice. You drink enough, you'll be afraid to cough. (laughs) (laughs) So there. Did you try that? Did it work? <laughs> there was we didn't have those, there were no drinks that required prune juice. So but when I got home, I did. Nice. It didn't work. No. So yeah. Anyway, I'm always rambling. Sorry about that. Back to Scott. That's the beauty of the show. That's the beauty of the show. 
pieces of sausage every fucking morning. So fuck off. It's legal. It's my right. Now, to get a pack of cigarettes nowadays is very difficult. Now, even though there's a smoke shop on every fucking corner, you go in there to get a pack of smokes, they don't have cigarettes. They got drugs. Yep. Now, here in Staten Island, got a lot of politicians here that are all concerned and their priority is shutting down these other little delis that sell these cigarettes for a couple of dollars less than the fucking $18 to $20 a pack these fucking scumbag city and state charge us. It's called prohibition through taxation. It's fucking wrong. So fuck those people too. See, they're more concerned about the cigarettes than the fucking murder rate skyrocketing in Staten Island here that we never had before. Well, yeah, it's okay. Fast death, good. Slow death, bad. Absolutely. And, you know, what he said is um, um, he had a great phrase there, prohibition through taxation. Um, That's exactly how they're going to outlaw guns. That's how it's going to do the same thing to guns that they did to cigarettes. It'll be, Darren, you can keep that nine you've got. But it's going to cost you another, you know, ten grand a year on your on your income tax. So, right, we're not banning guns, but that's what it's going to cost you to keep it to keep it legal. It all really started accelerating under Obama. I think it was mm-hmm. Cass Sunstein was at the uh, head. Oh, that brick. Yeah, I remember here. Glenn Beck used to talk about that dude like every night, and he's like, "You don't understand. They're not going to make it illegal." They're just going to make it very inconvenient, very expensive for you to do this stuff. Yep. And they'll be like, no, no, it's not illegal to smoke, but it's going to be $150 a pack. I can't believe he said said it's 18 to 20 bucks a pack. Is that true in New York? I don't know if it is. That's uh, that is. I can see why people would quit. Yeah. It's it's a lot cheaper to take up heroin, it seems. Mm. God forbid they hand a lot. There was five shootings last week, two yesterday. It's going and go, but they're worried about the fucking cigarettes. Now, let me get into my friends in the black community once again to drill something in your head to stop voting for these fucking Democrats. You understand? Same thing with the cigarettes. You probably don't notice. I heard the story. They stopped pumping out uh, uh, menthol cigarettes, Newports, because that's what a lot of you black folks like. They stopped selling them in your community because they think you're too stupid. You're not smart enough. But yet they'll put a fucking drug dispenser in every fucking corner where you can get a crack pipe for nothing. Or these smoke shops now, what do they sell? Drugs in your community, not cigarettes. Who's doing this? The fucking Democrats. Now listen, don't give me this white privilege bullshit. We're tired of it. You know what it's called? It's called democratic privilege. Democratic politician privilege. Let's take Hunter Biden, for instance. Wesley Snipes. You did two fucking years for the same thing he did. He didn't do anything. You know what? That rap, I forget your name, forgive me. You did four years because you didn't fill out the form right with the gun permit. Four years you did. What did Hunter get for all of this shit? Plus the other shit he's doing around fucking up this country, stealing money. Nothing. He's got democratic politician privilege. Black folks, stop voting for these people who think you're stupid and want you to stay in your fucking hole. Three, Chris Christie. I happened to hear you today in the news campaigning, okay? I heard you. All you did was bitch and bash Donald Trump. Let me tell you something, you fat fucking piece of lard. You're nothing. (laughs) They couldn't find enough cows in this country to build a belt big enough to hold your fucking lard-ass pants up. (laughs) Listen to me. You are...
Wow. I mean, he sets peak Scott, huh? He's like, he's on a roll and he's not he's slowing hot. down. He's on fire. Oh, like I said, you're that washed up boxer who sucked. And now you're 70 years old and you want to get in the ring with Mike Tyson, Donald Trump. You know you're going to get your head cracked open, but you're doing it to sell books and make money and be relevant. Fucko, you're not relevant. You're irrelevant. You know what irrelevant is? It's a big gray animal in a circus. Just like you, fat ass. So <laughs> shut your fucking pie hole and go back on that lawn chair on a fucking beach. I wonder how much he prepares these bits and how much just comes to him. Right? I don't know. It's It seems very uh, ad-lib, very extemporaneous, but, you know, you never know. He's He's good. And he is a professional. It seems very polished. Very polished. And he used a word, a, a New York idiom that you don't hear elsewhere. He called him fucko. I never heard anybody call fucko except when I lived back in New York. Yeah, that's not a normal thing. No, fuckos. There's a lot of variations, but uh, mm. I mean, it could just, again, it's that New York vibe. Yeah. And I liked it, you know, drawing the, the line between irrelevant and the, the big fat uh, circus animal. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and pointing out again, it's like, well, you're too dumb to make your own choices. So we're going to make it, you know, free for you when it comes to the cigarettes and that. The uh, government see. always thinks they know better than you. Yes, they do. On how you should do the things in your life. It's like, well, you know, I think as long as people are well aware of the dangers, then if they want to keep smoking, that's fine. Like, well, you know, the other thing, I've, I've never been uh, of the uh, devil's lettuce, uh, a fan of that stuff or user, but it's still, it's like smoke. I mean, so is, it, right. so I don't understand, is this, is the smoke that Joe Rogan or even the pot father, does he still do the weed or did he quit that? I don't know. I, used to, I, I think so, but uh, he does a lot with the vaping, which I think is uh, you get the chemical without the smoke, oh. although I mean, people make are trying to make the case that that is still dangerous, but I think less so than the, uh, the carcinogenics that you're getting because of the burning process. Okay. But, uh, but if, if you did it, you know, apples to apples, uh, you know, a rolled a cigarette, you know, take a Marlboro or whatever and compare that to some kind of grass is, 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 is the grass less harmful to your lungs or your health or whatever? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I, I have no idea. It definitely has to be harmful because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why the the great, the greatest weed smoker of all times, Willie Nelson, uh, a few years ago, his doctor told him to stop smoking, just do edibles because of the damage that it had done to his lungs over the years. Of course, Willie smoked a lot of weed mm. over 60, 70 years, whatever that may be at this point. Yeah. But that was the bit that it's like, yeah, it's done some damage to the lungs. So I would see that anything that you're lighting on fire and inhaling is probably doing some kind of damage. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may be less. I don't know exactly what chemicals are in. I would believe without doing much research or being a scientist that there were more chemicals in cigarettes, especially over the years. So you were bringing other things in that were beyond just uh you know just the tobacco leaf itself i would bet if you were to just take tobacco leaves and roll them up you know as a cigar and then do the same thing with the the marijuana leaves are probably about the same i bet you're right yeah. and the uh, cigarettes maybe just more so with uh 
with others extraneous things that are added into it. Yeah. Now, of course, it wouldn't be a Planet Rage show <laughs> without without our daily dose of the dumbest man in broadcasting. Trump in full panic, Alito in more trouble, Green in the second day of the she called Bobert a quote little bitch unquote story. On the Friday Countdown podcast, Dementia J. Trump has now seen some of the evidence against him. Stop. Stop. Did that fucking imbecile just call him Dementia J. Trump? You know, I think so. I thought I was, was thinking, was he saying Dimension J? But let's try that again. On the Friday Countdown podcast, Dementia J. Trump has now seen Dementia J. Trump. That's beyond belief. Well, because they know Joey that Joey's got it. So they got to yeah. say Trump's got it. Wow. Because the, the, yeah, Dimension J doesn't really make any sense. No, the, no. But I mean, wow. again, his his attempts at humor. I mean, he just needs ghastly. better writers. Just ghastly. On the Friday Countdown podcast, Dementia J. Trump has now seen some of the evidence against him. The result, quote, Congress, he pleads, please investigate. Quote, stop them now, he begs. It's got everything in there except mommy. I'm scared they caught me. I did a bad thing. Sam Alito now confirmed. Right, because saying they are abusing the law to do what they're doing. That's the same thing as saying, mommy, I did a bad thing, moron. Yeah, yeah. Sam Alito now confirmed to have taken another free trip from the Notre Dame Law School's Religious Liberty Initiative, which files frequent briefs to the Supreme Court. You're wrong, says Free Ride Sam. They don't file the briefs. The Notre Dame Law School's Religious Liberty Legal Clinic files the briefs. And Marjorie Taylor Greene confirms she did indeed call Lauren Boebert a, quote, little bitch, unquote, thus keeping the story alive for yet another day, thus meaning I am... Indebted to Marjorie Taylor Green? What the hell are the odds that I would ever say something like that? Uh-huh. The dumbest man in broadcasting. Really? I mean, he does he doesn't tell jokes. He he has it's like verbal farts is what comes <laughs> out of his mouth. It's incredible. The guy's so unfunny. And that and that last delivery, Darren, that was pure um I wanna be uh Who's the dead guy? Um, he did a real folksy story thing all the time. And that's Garrison the other Keeler? side of the story. No, no, no. That's the other side of the story. What the hell was his name? Oh, Paul, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Yeah. Listen to that. It was absolute a, a lift, a, a intonational lift right from Paul Harvey. Listen to that. Because Paul Harvey was a broadcasting genius and Keith, not so much. Exactly. And there you have the rest of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul Harvey was great. He was. Now, I pulled this out because we had the story about the teacher going after the student. And I figured it was a good day to pull this, being that we weren't live. We need a little extra levity for, for people not having a live show. So this, I think, is one of the greatest clips ever that portrays a teacher along with his students. Welcome to Contemporary American History. I'm Professor Turgeson. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts. It's just information about the past, but not me. I mean, I hold history very sacred, sacred. 
the way the farmer looks at the earth and he holds it sacred, the way a Christian takes the Bible and he holds it sacred, the way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred. So I feel about it. So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and work going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn Beatle albums. Oh! Oh! Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. (laughs) I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick, brick and nuke them back into the fucking Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why? Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those cummy bastards. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> a good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. Yeah. And that <laughs> just that laugh that Sam has, the little high-pitched oh. squeal. That was amazing. He, that was just amazing. My favorite comic of all time, really. Yeah, I mean, he has to be the patron saint of rage when it comes down to it. Yeah, but it was always controlled rage, and it was always rage with a purpose, and uh, it was always funny. The guy was just, you know, I remember I, I was driving home from work, um, and I had the radio on when I came over that uh, that he just died out on, uh, I've driven that road many times near Needles, <clears throat> and I just, I was just fucking devastated, like, holy shit, I was so bummed. It was really sad. Yeah, absolutely. It's another case of a guy who partied so hard did so many drugs and then gets into a car wreck that wasn't his own fault. Yes. Yes. It is absolutely a strange world that we live in. It is no question. That's why people come out to listen to the planet rage show. That's why they get onto that tour group. They get on the list. They come out. (laughs) What we need, Darren is we need a double decker, uh, open air bus, the planet rage bus and fucking drive around and just maybe play loops of, of Sam and stuff. And wouldn't that be fun? Like a big uh, red uh, London a tour bus, right? Like, yeah. a, like the London buses. That would be fun. 
Yeah, but they got him out here. They cruise around Hollywood looking at all the meth heads and the filthy <laughs> stuff. And you see these people from fucking Dubuque, you know, with their, you know, their shooting pictures. And some guys on the, this is commerce Chinese, you know. But, you know, just we don't have to be anywhere in particular to do that. Just to provide some adult beverages and uh, recordings like that and be a, our kind of party, the Planet Rage Tour bus. Yeah, if the weather's nice, you can get a uh, convertible one. So the top deck, yeah. you could just be out there in the elements. Exactly. Or would the nice. planet rage more work in a uh, like a 1960s beat up school bus that's barely driving? That could work too. <laughs> Little stuff. I like the open air kind. You know, that's what you see out here all the time. It's kind of fun. Yeah. On the right, you have a meth head. Please do yeah. not throw food at the meth head. No. <laughs> and that's that's probably not too far down the uh, the pathway for what's going to be going on in some of these cities. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Let us show you the DK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what it is. And the fact that it's gotten as bad as it is, is crazy. Except those buses will have, uh, you know, armor on them. Like those uh, ones they sent to Iraq, you know, for the landmines and bulletproof glass. Oh, yeah. You have to protect against the IEDs. Exactly. I mean, it may be more dangerous at this point in Chicago and L.A. than it is in iraq or uh, afghanistan probably i mean certainly from what you tell me chicago absolutely this is crazy and do we have any predictions since our next show will be next week after next weekend is the nascar bunch in chicago for the first ever street course for nascar oh i think we, i'm hoping we're gonna have some good material <laughs> from that my friend good material it's a question of whether there will be riots downtown, whether there'll be any of the cars shot during the race. Uh, I yeah, feel I don't know. There's there's a chance, although I believe that uh, I read somewhere that every cop's on duty that weekend, probably the same as it was during the Taylor Swift weekend, where it's like no vacation, no days off. Everybody in uniform on the yeah. streets of Chicago. It'll be interesting to see. It will be. I, I can remember some years ago, somebody floated. I don't know if it actually happened or it was just kind of a proposition to do a thing like that in Detroit. And uh, it, it kind of went around the office and somebody said to me, what do you think of that? I said, th- I think they should make those, those pit stops extra fast or they're, they're going to find those formula cars sitting on milk crates. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> so, hey, those tires are worth a lot of money. Oh, a lot of money. Yeah. But if it goes well, which uh, I think it's about 50, 50. Yeah. If it goes well, you know, you're going to see more of these. So is there going to be a live broadcast to this down? Do you have to get tickets? Okay. So I can watch this wherever I am. Yeah. And NBC. And it's going to be on July 4th. No, it's uh, next uh, Sunday. So that is the, what's it? The second is the fourth on Tuesday, I think. Okay. And how long is it? And what time is kickoff and or the checkered flag or whatever the poll? Probably early afternoon. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, yeah. They'd be, well, yeah, they'll be doing the qualifying on, yeah. I would guess, the day before. So, mm. and then we'll see well, how the streets are holding up. I mean, it looks from what I've seen, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very tight racing trying to do this on city streets and make turns and all of the, mm. and these cars are not little. There is, no. the, the Indy cars are a lot more nimble than, the stock cars, which are still like sure. 3,800 pounds. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. People are like, 
oh, they're going to find out about all the potholes in Chicago. I'm like, no, why do you think they're closing all the streets like week to two weeks early? They're fixing all that crap for the sure the race sure. surface. They, Chicago doesn't want to look bad. And has anybody projected out what kind of revenue they expect this to generate for the city or that's not spoken of? The problem was the last mayor, Beetlejuice, <laughs> according to the a few of the people that I have read, I mean, again, and these are politicians and that, but it seems like Beetlejuice did not get a really good deal from NASCAR. It was something like, mm. you know, NASCAR's maybe only given them like a million and a half dollars or something. And I mean, are you kidding? It, it was oh something really low. And you know, the city's going to bring in revenue because the all the hotel rooms will be filled and all the restaurants will. So they're going to make money that way. But I think directly from NASCAR, it wasn't a lot. I'd have to double check the figures, but it was not a lot. Wow. And how many how many miles is this? Uh, the tr- the track is, I think, uh, maybe two miles, two and a half miles okay. going around. And then uh, they'll probably I think the race is probably like 250, 300 miles or something like that. So it's the, sh- the loop 300 or something. Or the, is there a name for it? They're like the firecracker 500 or, you know, whatever. It's They're probably the name. we're all going to die. <laughs> that would be truth in advertising. <laughs> Shelter in place. Right. It's the, we're, we're, 300. We're, we're all going to die 500. Don't you worry. Come to Chicago. If if you think that's a car backfiring, it's not. Yeah. But believe it or not, it's the Grant Park 220. Okay. So I guess nobody. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody paid, I guess. I mean, this is kind of weird because. Uh, that's lame. That's a lame name. Yes. I mean, like. that's not exciting? The Grant. There's no excitement in there at all. No. no. Like this week's race is the Alley Ally, which is a bank or something, 400. Hmm. Last the race before that was the Toyota Save Mart 350. The one before that was the Enjoy Illinois 300. When that was in uh, in St. Louis, I know. But Enjoy it, Illinois. Uh-huh. Oh, gee, who the fuck? Was, oh my god! I guess Illinois must have paid for that one. That was down in uh, St. Louis, so that was probably so it would be very close to Southern Illinois. Probably Prisker's choice, maybe. But you know, other yeah. races have been like the Goodyear 400, the Coca Cola 600, but no. For this one, it's just the Grant Park 220, which means they're probably still got feelers out there. So, I mean, maybe it, I mean, it could maybe be the Planet Rage 220. I wonder what they want to uh, to sponsor that race. Now you're talking. Wouldn't that like be great? That. You turn on Wouldn't NBC and you got Dale Earnhardt Jr. going, welcome to the Planet Rage 220. Planet Rage, that show. Right. Always give the URL. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That would be that. The name would have to be the Planet Rage dot show 220. Yeah, we might even add slash donate on at the end just to. There uh, you go. Now you're talking. Make sure nobody missed out on that. We do have a few people to thank for today's show. Again, we're value for value here. We put the shows out. There's no paywall. We just ask that if you've gotten any value out of the show whatsoever, that you turn that into a number. Go over to our website, planetrage.show, and get the value back to us. And our buddy Cal from Lavender Blossoms came in again. With seventy four seventy four, which I'm sure means something. Thank you, Cal. What a wonderful donation. We I do don't know what the that. what would seventy four seventy four mean. Mm, that's something. It sounds like it has a meaning. You know. he, he says, "I really enjoy your show and look forward to each new episode. Keep it up, folks. Much love, Cal." Which it sounds to me could be what he sends out to every podcast that he doesn't listen to. <laughs> so now, Cal, you're going to have to tell me you've heard this. 
and then then we'll know for sure we're calling you out it's always good when somebody that's giving us money especially a lot of good money then we're like are you really listening cal are you account i'm pretty sure he operates a sort of an agricultural business i'm trying to remember is yes it's all the cbd salves uh yeah and the little tinctures so does he have a website we can plug again he does it's lavenderblossoms.org Okay. My mom and dad use his stuff. My wife uses his stuff. It's like, I don't except I guess I'm lucky because I don't have the, uh, the pains or anything or all that kind of issue. I don't have those. You are lucky, but he makes some really cool salves and you can find out all the information over at his website. And if you tell him you're a fan of planet rage or no agenda, he'll probably put a bunch of extra stuff in there and turn you on to the other things that he's got. The one year when it was, honey season he was sending us some of the uh the salves and he's like he sent in a little uh container of fresh michigan honey and i'm telling you this was the best honey we've ever had Mm. when it's honey season always like should we just get in the car can we drive like the six seven eight hours whatever it is from here to there be like could you give us like five gallons of that stuff it'll last a long time (laughs) but it's good stuff as is everything Cal makes. So we thank him and check out lavenderblossoms.org. Just let him know we sent you and then ask him if he really listens. There you go. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with his $20 monthly donation. Thank you, Sir Sean. This guy, he is the uh, patron saint. And I noticed he he also, when he listens to the show, he's sending us Satoshis on a minute by minute basis. He is into the podcasting 2.0 thing. So not only does he donate every month, yeah. When he listens, even more things Satoshi wise comes directly to us. And if you don't know what that means, go to newpodcastapps.com. You can find out more information. And then our buddy, Sir, 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 Seat Sitter. <laughs> he keeps adding the Sirs. So I don't know. You have to make sure you get I the right it. amount. Good yeah. old Chris. He says, here's 10 bucks for the Get Larry Back on the Bird Site Fund. Well, I think we need to build our own bird site is yeah the way that i'm working on that i was hoping to have a new uh, id to broadcast in this uh in this show but i'm a little bit uh, behind the mark but i will i'm gonna get that done and thank you sir seat sitter chris now did do you have a new id because i saw someone that like followed me that seemed like it might be you or is that a is that an impersonator uh it's probably an impersonator and you know, i was kind of dicking around with it yesterday and um i haven't even you know, i've been so Darren, I feel like I, I call it tornado living. I mean, I'm under the gun here to, to get out of this place. And I've now, I'm working on filling my fourth, fourth dumpster with crap. <laughs> okay. Four dumpsters okay. and just one truck. So, I mean, you're, you're taking one truck's worth. What one pod, which is a 16 by eight by eight box. You know, that's already somewhere headed out, out there in the middle of the country somewhere. And in the meantime, cleaning out all this crap, you know, the fourth dumpster. So I'm so, I'm so, you know, confused and bedraggled, but I was, you know, I spent 20 minutes dicking around with the, the Twitter thing. And I think you could even check it right out right now. If you could, I think the name that I came up with, cause I wanted to call it, um, I wanted to call it that Larry show redux. Right, right. That's what that, it was, but that was too many letters or is, you know, so if so then like i don't even remember how the fuck it works there's like the name which is which is a movable thing and then there's the at which is not that's permanent and then the movable name thing was too many letters so just made it to larry to that larry show two number two that larry show number two right and then and then instead of that larry show redux i thought that was probably triggered their algos so i put 
Redux in front at Redux that Larry show. So if you punch in one of those, maybe you'll find my thing. The only if you'll know it's me because you'll see the stop sign. The profile picture yes. in the stop sign is the take no shit stop sign. The number That's two, the and then that Larry show. Which right. I mean, the and guys at Twitter, again. yeah, they're yeah. not the, the the no. There's nothing. It's just the number two, then that Larry show, and I, the people at Twitter aren't smart. So just okay. be, <laughs> it's like right. you change that Larry show to. Instead of that Larry show too, it's just to that Larry show. And I'm sure they're relying on like, well, we thought we had a phone number or something. This whole, yeah. I like the, and then you're not going to be able to. Right. Like, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, you bullshit. will. Fuck you. Of course I will. So do you, when you go there, do you see the stop sign? It says take no shit. Yes. Okay. That's my site. And do I, you could be my first follower. I was in so, comic strip bloggers, oh, your second. So, I mean, right oh, there, fantastic. if you're Thank not you. on a list right. now, I don't know who it, <laughs> with, with the two so I got to get on that. So I got to plaster that all over. No agenda. I got to put that on Facebook and now I'm going to, I'm going to have to join truth social. Cause I, I bought a burner phone so I could satisfy them. Nice. It's a busy day. Dude. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. I'm at target buying burner phones. I'm trying to activate them. It's been insane. Like I said, I, <laughs> I, I need a, I need a, you know, angel on my shoulder. No, I need a Ben on my shoulder. That's what I need. I want a Ben on my shoulder. Fuck the angel. I already got the devil, um, but that's what I need. So if you're on shoulder. Twitter, go follow Larry at the number two, that Larry show. There you go. And uh, Chris also says, I sure hope Elon doesn't get any of the residuals from this as the founder of PayPal. So he might, he probably takes a good portion of that, Chris. Damn. Our buddy Stu Coates came in with his monthly non-satanic 666 donation. Thank you, Stu. Uh, Johnny Hipwell came in with two 333s, which equals 666. Johnny. Haven't heard from Johnny in a while on, on, uh, well, I guess I've been knocked off to it. Is there anything from him and Mr. Puppers? I feel like I've I've missed something. I haven't seen anything recently, although I haven't been on Twitter much. I mean, a little more than you, I guess, because I'm still on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> but he says for the rage Lutfa Larry Love, uh for uh, Rage Lutfa Larry Love it, Johnny from Canada, then for the rage, and then asked if we have seen heyjackass.com. And oh yes, that's been one of my favorite websites for yes. years and years and years. If you want to follow how many people are getting shot in Chicago, that is the place to go. Mm. Our buddy Surfer came in with 20,000 sats, which is like $6.13 before the show. He Thank says, you. this is for show 85, Blue Skies and Tailwinds for Larry and oh, wow. you too, Darren. So I'm assuming maybe, uh, it seems like he may have been a pilot. I don't know many other people that would say Blue Skies and Tailwinds. That does sound like an aviator. Yes. Thank you, Surfer. And then our buddy Comic Strip Blogger coming in. CSB. 15,033 Satoshis, which today is uh, back up to $4.61 for a while there. That was just a little over three bucks. Nice. But I'll read this one here. I mean, he's still giving you the uh, the time off so you can be nice and chill through That's your, kind. your LA you. Exodus. Howdy, Larry and Darren. Unleash your imagination with CSB's cartoons. Dive into a world of thought-provoking, humorous cartoons created by a doodler born in Pomerania from insights on working from home to engaging narratives about relationships, history, and artificial intelligence. There's always a story waiting to captivate you explore it now at www.csb.lol looking forward to your visit. Yo, C 
CSB. Are you are you spying on us when we go there, CSB? Uh, probably. He's, he's good at this data. stuff. Yeah. He's got an AI. He's watching us. Yeah. Watching everything we do. Mm-hmm. And then there was a net net. I think this was coming through like right at the end of the last show. 10,000 sats, like three bucks. He says, I look forward to the new Who Are These Larrys show. Well, there's always a new Larry. <laughs> we could just go. You'd have to keep finding new Larrys. I don't know. Yeah. You can just yeah, find so, so. him, though. Yes. Well, thank you very much. That, that's very cool. Bad sure. career advice. Chad came in with a bunch of uh, boosts, which totaled uh, 7777 which is like $2.40, which isn't bad. Thank you. He says, read the Larry show Twitter account strategy. Go ahead and make a parody account of Larry Lutfa and put up all the right sacramental flags and symbols and start every post with. Isn't it disgusting that some people want and then write whatever you want? I like that. Extra yeah. points for blue hair in your profile picture. I don't know. I guess we can Photoshop <laughs> that. And then the, uh, it said there's a, some YouTube video that you can post after that, I guess, that uses the uh, C word in it. Mm. And then he sent us a link to the CSB GWIF breakup thread, which I haven't read yet. I don't know. I guess I should have read that and seen if there I want to read the Yeah. Like, was there a downfall here? Let's see. Yeah. Is this I want to know if there's any hope of a reconciliation because those guys seem kind of like a good team, but what do I know? Uh, it just was CSB saying that uh, the internet and domain have been transferred to GWIF and he's free to do what he wants. And Adam Curry responded, wow, see, this is hard hitters coming into, the, into this thread. Big time. Saying an amicable parting of ways, I hope, to which CSB responded to, yes, a friendly parting. But complete and forever. Well, you know, this sounds like a Uh-oh. sounds like a that's divorce. a mixed message. Yes. <laughs> it's like did we're you, still good friends. Yeah. Yes. Did you and your wife split amicably? Yes, but she will never oh, yeah. be in the, my sight ever again. Right. But we're still we're still good friends. I love. I always love that about divorce. People getting divorced. Oh, we're still good friends. Yeah. Sure. And then <laughs> and then Gwiff comes in with not really a friendly parting, as you said. I really can't stand you anymore in quotes. Uh, okay. So is he, now Gwiff is reporting that CSB said, I really can't stand you anymore. That would be my guess. A real shame CSB as I have tried my utmost to do the right thing in the situation for you. So what if this, what if this is all a psyop just to sort of, uh, you know, per, uh, stimulate interest in uh, what they're doing, the big, the big divorce, which isn't at all. They're still good buddies making this up. Is that possible? Could bring people in. I mean, I've heard, yeah. I've heard crazier stories. I heard a, uh, yeah. AJ Prusinski, who was the catcher for the last time the White Sox were good when they won the World Series in 2005. He was talking about Jim Tomei, who's really known as one of the nicer guys in baseball. And he's, uh, he makes me look small. I mean, he's like six, six, but he's big, big. And, uh, there was a point, I don't remember if it was the World Series year or not, but, Every now and then you run into a team that you've had a history with and the word comes down, you know, hey, if one of their pitchers hits us, whoever gets hit, you got to go out and you got to do something. You got to go after them. Ooh. And in this case, it was Jim Tomei and Jim Tomei went out and the story isn't clear if there were actually any punches thrown. But AJ's like, what people don't know is that Jim Tomei and the pitcher, I forget the guy's name. We're like the best of friends. And he's like, you know, after the game, they went out to dinner together. So it's like this whole thing was all put on for oh, it's wrestling, uh-huh. wrestling. 
It's like my team said I have to go after you, so I have to I have to do it. But the bottom line was, yeah, they're really uh it is partially well, not partially baseball is entertainment, and part of that is to uh you know get the fans going, I guess. I guess so. Wow. The <laughs> Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer also came in with seventy seven seventy seven and just says in the rage. And I think that was right at the end of the last show as well. And Pease, P-I-E-Z, came in with 100 sats saying, the signal is strong. This is the way. That seems uh, like maybe there's a, a splinter group being activated with that. I like that. Yeah, really. But we thank everybody for uh, listening to these shows, especially when we do them live normally on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central. Yes. And we truly appreciate anybody that can come in monetarily to help the uh well help keep those dumpsters you know, those don't 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 come for free out there do they no they don't they're 175 bucks each to bring it in and haul it out so like i just want to get all my garbage out of here they're like that's exactly. gonna cost you that's actually cheaper than i would have probably guessed for uh I, I was actually i thought it would be more i was i was kind of surprised myself but that's the, that's the going rate now are there people living in the dumpster as it's sitting in your driveway or <laughs> well it was really funny you know we bit when my kid was about uh two or three i built this uh a frame basically a superstructure for a halloween mo- monster that we've reskinned literally 20 times over the years it's been a psycho clown it's been frankenstein it's been dracula witches you know all this shit and just kind of put fresh duds on in a mask it's, it's a lot of as you it's bigger than you are i think i measured it's like six foot eight so it's and it most of all it's utterly original you cannot buy this at home depot or the or the halloween superstore you know and um sadly uh that's going to go in the dumpster after all these years you know because which is just a snow unless i lash it to the roof of the fucking car (laughs) (laughs) which would be crazy right that sounds like a griswold thing to do (laughs) exactly because the way i rigged it is i have one arm permanently extended right so the the left arm is at its side and the right arm has various you know whether a frankenstein glove or like a a wolfman's claw right it always sticks out and the, the, the 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 arm that is uh uh perpendicular to the body has held severed heads butcher knives uh, you name all kinds of weird shit so it's permanently like that and so it's it, we, we were out last night saying goodbye to some friends drove into the drive my mind i left it leaning on the dumpster and i thought this is probably scare the shit out of people because in the shadows of darkness <laughs> <laughs> and it's nowhere near halloween it looked fucking chilling so anyway hey just leave it on a neighbor's porch they'll wake up there you go yeah Maybe they'll yeah. like it. Maybe they'll keep me like anybody want a nice Halloween decoration custom made. Custom made. Mm-hmm. If you're in yeah. L.A., email Larry and, very quickly. Yes. <laughs> and it's sustainable. It was. Right. So, well, yeah. that was the beauty of it. That was helping our planet. Exactly. Yeah. Reuse. Yeah. Don't just keep buying new shit every year and throwing it out. Yes. But we appreciate everybody. Go to planetrage.show slash donate if you want to help out. Yes. Got like a little moth or something flying around. I don't know what's going Uh-oh. on in here. What do you got for random thoughts this week, Darren? I'm not sure. It'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> At least yeah. that's sure. it. It always is. We're always, uh, always, uh, always surprised ourselves when uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I have to figure out what day I'm doing it this week because now I've got Monday free, which is always nice. And then Tuesday's normally free. So do I just wait until Wednesday or maybe I'll do it earlier and surprise everybody and get it done early? Yeah, 
Because last week on Wednesday, I missed Grumpy Old Benz. I'm like, I just have too much stuff to do. Too much. And you run out of time in the day, as you very well know right now. Indeed. And it can always use more time. So if anybody can figure out a way to do that, that would be much appreciated. Is there a, is there a That Larry show in the can? Are you taking a small hiatus when you start the uh, journey now? What's the uh, deal there? Well, I plan to, uh, you know, have one posted, uh, you know, Wednesday or thereabouts, as I always say, might be Thursday, <clears throat> but um, I, I'm, you know, the road trip commences uh, tomorrow. So I might do some recordings right in the car. You know, oh. I stop to look at some kooky tourist site or whatever. There's a lot of weirdness, uh, you know, in the, in the deserts as I say, move eastward. And then some in uh, whatever um, hotel or hostelry we wind up in. So it might be kind of a, you know, a pastiche of minisodes um, from the road. And that's what I plan to do. But, and I also plan to uh, do next week's show with you live because I'll be, you know, wherever, wherever I stay, usually there's Wi-Fi. Somewhere. So just, just we'll get a little bit of a later start. Maybe, maybe I mean, for the road, maybe um, we could start uh, at this time or maybe dial it back an hour if that would work. I don't know. But I'll, I'll be there for to be to, uh, to lock pinkies with you in a live manner, Darren. So watch week. for the time that we're going to be doing it on next week on Monday and hope Larry's family doesn't kill him when he's like, everybody shut up. I got to do a show. Exactly. Don't flush that toilet. Right. And or, moose, moose, shut up. Or do it or so. don't or don't break any of the sinks. And for goodness <laughs> sake, don't break the sinks. That was so much fun. Yeah. And you never got a bill. So that was good that you never, never got a bill. Yeah. I mean, if, if there'd been a sign on it saying, don't lean on the sink, I wouldn't have. But I mean, it's not like I jumped up with both feet and stomped it. I mean, I just leaned on it as I was shaving and pop, pop right through the counter. <laughs> Well, make sure you watch to that Larry show on Twitter and uh, that Larry show over on no agenda social for some uh, possible tales from the road. You never know what kind of harrowing things could happen. And then we will be back here at some point next Monday until then. I mean, happy travels. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wave goodbye for all of us as you exit the sunshine state. I will. And uh, and make it. Well, I was gonna say anywhere has to be better. So, <laughs> if you're still in the Sunshine State, kids, God love you. Yeah. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.